Hey everyone, and welcome back to Demon Slayer Chronicles, a weekly Demon Slayer podcast where we dive into each and every episode of the anime alongside its characters, lore, and so much more. As always, I am your host, Andrew Nimsgren, and alongside me, I have James Graham and Dylan Beale. We're just kicking off our second recording of the day. We're getting all three episodes recorded on the first day, just because you're going to listen to them, or well, they're all going to be released on the first day. Whether you guys listen to them or not on the first day is up to you, but we're continuing on, second episode in a row. Keeping it going. How are you guys feeling about this episode and how are you doing with the recording schedule so far? I mean, it's good. It's it's a lot of episodes to do it a day, like just to watch them and then record them all in the same day. But I mean, this is a good episode. I liked it a lot. It's I think it's like where the adventure like really starts to kick off. Because before it was like, you know, kind of the origin story, like the setup for the characters. But this one's like, all right, we're leaving home. We're going. Yeah. And as far as the, the speak towards the recording schedule, I mean, I can't stand myself. And for one episode, I can only imagine how much these guys are going to be sick of me after three. So we'll see We'll see how this goes. Or our listeners who are deciding to bender these three episodes back to back to back, I don't recommend it because I hate myself by the end of it. So I can only. Hey, okay. Let's not let's not turn people away. Thank you for anyone that did listen to the first oh, episode. Oh, yes, the second episode and continuing on. It's We're glad to have you here along with the journey with us. And we just hope you guys enjoyed the anime as much as we do. But don't worry. Yeah, it, it, we're also releasing an alt version of all these episodes that actually just mutes James, and it's only <laughs> me and Andrew. So you can also download that version if you want. You can find that on Spotify as the good version nice. of Demon Slayer The clean version. The clean version, the yeah. The clean version. Un- no, cut? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it wouldn't be uncut. No. But you guys are not here to listen to us insult each other and talk about... Our low quality of podcast, James. You're just kind of insulting. I'm us insulting here. myself. We want to, I would, we I mean, want to encourage people to listen. I would, so how yeah. about we jump into our normal rigmarole and start actually talking about Demon Slayer? Yeah, we're still like a new podcast, so make sure that you leave a five star review and tell your friends about us because it's super super important in these first couple weeks. Yeah, if you have any additional segments to suggest for the show, something we can add in and spice up. Uh, we did have two. We introduced our two segments at the beginning on the first episode. Uh, but if you think we should get rid of them, if you we think we could do, change it up, do something uh, different, more in line with the show, uh, let us know. You can read it, reach us on Twitter at popped underscore off, or you can email us at uh, contact at poppedoff.com. And you can also send in questions or anything you want us to mm, answer yeah. or talk about there as well, too. So, yeah, it can't be anything. Any feedback, any suggestions, anything like that can be thrown in there. But let us jump into episode number two of Demon Slayer Season 1, which is going to be Trainer, uh, Sukochi. Uro Kodaki. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to take it slow. And I promise, give me a couple more episodes. I'm going to be a pro at this. You'll get there. But on their way to Mount Sagiri, uh, Tanjiro buys an old straw basket so that he can continue to travel during the day with Nezuko, um, who we learn can completely change her size, not only bigger but smaller, to fit into the super small basket. Um, they keep traveling on, and that night they find a temple, but Tanjiro smells that similar scent of blood, and they burst into the temple to find a man-eating demon feeding on several humans. The demon attacks Tanjiro after a little bit of confusion with Nezgo being by, um, and why the Nezgo continues to stare at the human body salivating. Eventually, though, Nezgo turns away and comes out and kicks the head off the demon. However, the demon's body or head don't really stop. The body keeps attacking Nezgo while the head attacks Tanjiro. Tanjiro eventually pins the head against a tree, stopping it from being able to move, and Nezuko knocks the demon's body off a cliff, which eventually kills the body. Urodoke 
Uro Kodaki um, prevents uh, Tanjiro from stabbing the head since it will not be enough. He will need to smash it. Tanjiro, however, hesitates to smash it. Um, Urodoke, oh my god, I'm thinking too much about it. Urokodaki. Uro, yeah, there um, you go. Notice, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Notices it and doesn't think Tanjiro has any chance of working out despite what Gaiyu says. The sun rises and the demon is vaporized. Um, Tanjiro's lecturized for his hesitations and how bad it would be if Nezuko ever kills a human being. That is the worst thing he could ever let happen and then he needs to stop that whatever. He tests, um, he's tested to see if he'll be a fit for the demon slayer corpse. After going for a long run, um, Tanjiro leaves Nesko in the cabin, climbs a mountain. Um, he has to make it down that mountain before sunrise if he wants to continue training. The mountain, however, is booty <laughs> is booby trapped, and Tanjiro uses his sense of smell to make his way down the mountain just in time. Urodokai um, recalls a letter he got from Giyu and accepts Tanjiro as his student. So, we start getting into it. We have a small version of the training montage that is so popular in Shonen. We meet the mentor. We're getting into the story. What are you guys feeling? I want to hear more about these booty traps is what I want to hear. I just like opening with just the mountain's booty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. Oh, my God. But yeah, I know. Like, I mean, we, have, uh, we, ha- we get our nice first bit of action, which is really cool. Um, like, like action of not involving the main characters and them actually like fighting something else. Um, we get to see, uh, we get to see Nezuku's like, like power scaling and like really like against another demon, which is interesting as well, which you, you kind of wonder like, okay, she can overpower humans, but how good is she actually against another demon? Right. And she just like soccer ball kicks this dude's head right off. Like effortlessly that was a what the fuck moment like because like we knew that she's obviously more powerful but just the fact that she could just jump and kick the demon's head clean off without even really much effort it looked like it was like holy crap yeah like it it was wild and i think the thing coming out of it like learning about the universe a little bit more is just taking a demon's head off won't kill them so it's like zombie rules are out um, but also, over, yeah. what is what is with gr- just growing the extra arms out of He's the regeneration? He's Geodude, dude. All demons. No, no, but no, but the question though is, if he, he regenerated, would the body also be alive and just have two bodies? I think it's on a case by case basis with demons. That's a really good question. Um, it's it's kind of weird because now that I think about it, like, can they multiply like that? It's like can, cell I division. Don't think- but they still had the same brain, so maybe that one dies off eventually. Well, he's after but, the first but one's he regenerated. even seems like shocked that his body died, like when it falls yeah. off the cliff. Like he's he's like, oh, I guess my body died. Guess I'm I guess I'm you know arms and a head now, right? Like <laughs> a little geo dude ass dude. <laughs> yeah, a little geo dude. Yeah, that was. I guess I never think of. Yeah, that's a really good question. I don't know if we actually have a solid answer for it. Even watching the entire first season. Yeah, um, because well, this is just it. Because we don't really explore what happens to a demon if you try and decapitate it without a special type of sword, like Urodaki says. Um, I don't know if we really know what goes on. Because, yeah, that's a good question. I'm. Not... Well, you got a stump, Dylan. Yeah, good job. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did it. I did my but job. It's cool. It's cool, nonetheless. But it regenerates the body because of demons have incredible fast regeneration properties. Um. So that's how we learn about that there when it'd be pinned in the tree and how come he's growing back there so fast. But yeah, that is a good point too, James. That yeah, like the demon was even kind of didn't know the body was dead. Yeah, he saw that Nezko came back, so he just made that assumption. But 
Yeah, that is weird. Mm. I'm not. I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't, I don't think we have a concrete answer on that. To be honest, it's, it's thrown me off, Dylan. You've thrown me off and now. I, I, no I have a question. Go. Um, probably should have looked this up beforehand, but maybe you guys would know it off the top of your head. Do you know what his mask is? Because I know I've seen it before. That type of mask. Um, it's it's even in like the Apple like emojis. Um, it's the, it's the it's described as a goblin mask in the sub. Okay. So, yeah. So the dub might not cover what he actually calls it, but he like. Tanjiro calls it a goblin mask. Mm, all right, that makes sense then, because I I've seen it before in like, uh, like I said, the emoji and stuff, and then I've also seen it in like video games, like, but specifically the masked version, like red and like the long nose. So yeah, the long nose. Yeah, I think those are like the iconic traits of like a goblin, I guess, in for for, for Japanese culture, I guess. Not entirely sure. I'd like to I'd like to know a bit more history on the mask and all that good stuff. But I know in the sub he describes it just directly as a goblin mask. Yeah, because I, I know when translating, things get, like, kind of weird and stuff sometimes because, like, I know it's not an Oni mask, but, like... It's not, no, yeah. It, but in, in, in weird translations, like, Oni is also sometimes ogre, but then it's also sometimes demon, but then demon doesn't necessarily mean... it's It gets confusing and it gets weird, so... Um, yeah, I but yeah, I, it, I like his aesthetic, though. I think it's sick. Like, he just comes out with the mask. It, between the mask and his, and his Hayori, like, which is, like very very cool looking and like the two like the two kind of have like a like a different contrast because goblin you usually think like mountains and stuff like that but he's like covered in like this like this nice like light blue and white like i mean it's yeah he's got a weird kind of look going on but I, i'm into it no yeah i i i love him as a character it is as much as i struggle to say his name and just it's just his art you can kind of see that um he clearly doesn't want someone that's weak and I get it's it's hard to kind of go on to the topic I'm going on here, but it's just I love him as a character. Let's just end it there. And I do agree. I think his Hayori is super cool. His training methods, as crazy as they are, like oh yeah, you may die coming down this mountain, but <laughs> oh oh well, like that's the only way you really become a demon slayer. Is he is? We don't get a ton of time with him, but I love him as a mentor character, and he is just something that was really kind of needed for the show early on to kind of bring. Like Giyu was kind of serious but very we didn't learn much from him but this was definitely just a very cool mentor character kind of bringing tenjiro down to earth and just so accepting right away yeah i i I also just i don't know it's it's really weird because like what is this what is this like superpower of smell that they keep bringing up that's just tenjiro tenjiro has always had an incredible sense of smell since he was young yeah but it's such a weird not a superpower it's just he has superhuman like smelling abilities I mean, but that's so super- weird to introduce it's because he lives on a mountain i think they touched on it briefly on the first episode is that like it's because like the smelling and being like raised on a mountain and stuff like that they're like almost two parallels to my understanding but i mean yeah, sure. it, 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 but it is like like you said it's like it's a weird trait for like the main character of a shonen to have like i mean they typically do um, it's not, that's not really like outlandish, but for smelling, it's like, yeah. And like, it is what makes him better than the average demon slayer. Like Naruto had the nine tails inside him with that incredible chakra <laughs> I mean, control. But and, those, oh, like, I mean, you gotta think, like, those are like, very look different. At, things. Look at those comparatively. It's like nine tail fox demon. I know, I know, really but smelling. like, that's what separates Naruto from other demon slayers. And like for him, his quirk, his superpower is the, this incredible ability to smell just about anything. As, like, modest as it is, he, I mean, and it's hard to go without more things, but, like, he is a 
able to have smell, and that's how he survives early on through situations other people would. And it gets better. That's the best part. It gets it gets more ridiculous. He does. They they go really into his sense of smell. It's yeah, great. Yeah. So yeah, don't 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 dismiss it. But yeah, no. But yeah, I like I like Orokodaki because he he wants like a weak. He doesn't want a weak willed pupil either. Like he's so adamant on quick decision making too, which Tanjiro clearly struggle, struggles with because he's not emanating. Like he's not emitting. Like he's still emitting kindness when he's trying to figure out whether or not to like bash this demon's skulls in right like i mean he's so i mean that seems to be the big kicker for rokodaki is that he's looking for you know somebody who can make quick decisions and stuff like that dylan did you think nezuko is actually going to eat the humans in the temple did you think there's a chance of that happening um i don't know i mean like i I think it's kind of tough to tell but at this point it doesn't seem like it because i mean she, she didn't attack the brothers so like like if if you if you wouldn't attack someone when it's when it's like right there for you and like he kind of brought up the the point of that like yeah they're gonna attack on sight, Nezuko didn't attack on sight and so I think it's probably fine and even if she did she has the the little bite thing now so I think she she has hands still I think she can take that out but she doesn't but, but she doesn't that is true she does not take it out by herself as far as I know. Um, okay, so yeah, that's just true. Be like going back and watching, like I'm like, oh, I obviously know, like yeah, Nezuko's not going to eat the humans here. Like that's that's not that moment. But like early on, for someone watching for the first time, I'm like, oh, maybe you actually thought like, oh yeah, like this could be a turning point for Nezuko. So I was I was curious to see where you're. Well, where where um, where they're not family either, right? Like I mean, yeah, they're just like yeah, it's one thing. Like Nezuko had a relationship with Tanjiro, so you could say like, oh yeah, and then obviously Tanjiro kind of like she. I think she probably knew that she couldn't take on Giyu or Giyu just knocked her out and left her. So that also might have been a reason why she didn't attack him. But like, they didn't really have an opportunity until then for her to really interact with non-family members for a long period of time. So. And also, this kind of like, maybe maybe raised the question of like, maybe the world, we might figure this out later, I don't know. But like, this dude this has lived his entire life, hasn't come across a demon before, all of a sudden, He's just stumbling upon demons. Just everywhere. He's, he's tripping over demons at this point. So, like, the question is, did something happen? Like, did something happen that they're now out and about all the time? Like, what's what's going on? Well, I guess the original time was just, I mean, they're just, demons are just roaming the land. It's very easy to kill humans, so they probably just stumbled no, upon. No, they, 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 they are, but what I'm getting at is he's never really heard of demons. Like, he heard them in the abstract True. concept of, like, oh, this old man warned about him one time. But, like, now he's, like, stumbling across demons. His family's getting killed. Like, he goes up to this temple. Happenstantially, the first place he goes after after his entire family dies, another 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 whole crew of people dead from a demon. Yeah, and I think we, I don't think we've really learned much about the Demon Slayer Corp. They talk a little bit about that in the future of kind of how you can, that is, and kind of like Giyu. like it is very abstract. Demons and Demon Slayers are more like folk stories uh, to the normal people. Yeah, and I think now you, he's 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 stumbling across them all the time. Yeah, I think yeah. I think you can chalk it up to main character syndrome, where it's just like, oh, demons are in my life now; they're only in my life, and that's <laughs> they're everywhere now, right? So, but yeah, I I, I think I think yeah. I don't think you really get much. I don't like they haven't they haven't let it, let you know about anything at, to this point. He's just having really really bad luck. Yeah, and I guess when you're out traveling, yeah, and I mean maybe yeah, I guess he probably smelled blood. I'm like, oh maybe he didn't know what blood smelled like before, so maybe he just didn't know that smell. But he knows. I think it, blood is a very distinct blood. smell. 
Yeah. That's true. Especially if you have a super nose. If you, yeah. Especially super if you're Tanjiro. Nose? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, go ahead, Andrew. No, yeah, I was just kind of going on. It's like, okay, it's like, yeah, what other... I was going to ask what other questions, what other talking points about this episode did we really want to dive into. I mean, Tanjiro's getting his ass kicked. That, that mountain is beating the crap out of our boy. Like improper he's just Go really good at setting up those traps very repeatedly <laughs> it's like do you think he just always keeps them there like do you think he just like oh yeah like i'm just gonna have some poor kid stumble on this mountain one day like that i'm not training and just have like or do you think he like set him up that morning like or is this mountain just always bleeding, well he is he that? is a trainer so i'm assuming that they've it's always jerry-rigged for the next pupil it's always ready to go yeah and then plus i think I don't I don't know the time frame that the show takes place because obviously it's fantasy but like it seems like it's at that point in like history of where like you could just have places where people just never really go yeah so I yeah, assume there's yeah, not really that seems an, about there's right. not really an issue of someone just stumbling across the mountain yeah that's true do you think anyone's died on the mountain oh 100 percent Come on, no. I don't know. Yeah. Like that—that that is always the question because, like, the main character always goes to the training that like is incredibly deadly and people could die. But has anyone actually? And it died? seems like he just barely makes it through. So you got to think like someone's got to not made it through the training. Like there's like spike traps and stuff. Like someone's got to get a spike to the heart. Also, like, that'd be messed up. Like you're training someone and you're like, sorry, you're just dead now. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're not strong enough. So I guess yeah. That—that's that, what I always kind of wonder about. That I'm like. It seems it seems likely, but you never they never talk We're about never it. Talk That's about kind of the it, dark yeah. side of like the Demon Slayer carps and all that. That how many people like trainers killed, but this this episode and like I guess like it's so weird because it's just like yeah, it's just spike pits now. Don't die. Good luck. <laughs> Pitfalls, giant trees flying at you, like yeah. Could you make what it through? It? Would you be able oh, to make it through? Me. Hell no. No. Hell no, I dude. My, I would just my... go slow. I would just go slow. Just go slow. Uh, just go slow. I feel I feel like his b- biggest mistake was just sprinting through it. I feel like if he didn't sprint through it... Well, he probably didn't know right away. Like, right away, he's like, oh, just get down the mountain. I only have so much time. Would you not instantly start sprinting down the mountain so you make it in time? Like, would you expect the mountain you're running down to bo- that he just ran How up? How many be, hours uh, it, does trap? it take? Did they, like, hike for 10 hours? I well, we we have no idea, but I mean, you gotta assume that it had to be at least a little bit of a challenge to make it down. I mean, he he does make it down while it's still nighttime. He does, so I mean, we know it's under twelve hours. Also, you're really not supposed to sprint down a mountain. Yeah, it's a really bad idea because if you like, you just trip and tumble. Like, I mean, yeah, uh, running downhill is very tough. I've seen. We got we got we got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that 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 show really illustrates it. Uh, but yeah, no, we got to remember that Tanjiro is also like, he's still a kid. He's still a little dumb kid. That's just, like, do we know how old Tanjiro is? Do we get his age at any point? Uh, we definitely haven't yet. I know that. I don't know if we ever, really? yeah, yeah, we have time elapsing. We know that, but we don't actually know how old Tanjiro is to start it out to even be able to start like, like, you know, road mapping it. You know what I mean? But he's obviously old enough to it does okay it does mention it in chapter one of the manga he is 13 so we wouldn't learn about it like that's i'm going back to using that because i just looked it up like yeah you do like it opens with that fact that he is 13 so there you go so we got a little 13 year old dumbass who's just having a rough go 
Family's dead. He, this old man's taking him to a top of a mountain, being like, "Get down it!" Oh, psych booby traps. And he's just like, "Well, I gotta get down this as quick as possible, or else I'm my sister smells it." I'm so good. he smells urokodaki um, on the traps. Is how he could tell yeah. if they're there or not. But like, I I believe that to a point, but you don't know what kind of trait. Like, you just smell it. Like, do you really? Like, do you like if you had an incredible sense of smell? Do you really think you get down to mountain by just smelling where a random type of trap is that logic is totally thrown out the entire window because we are talking about a show where people are killing demons you can't say does that really make sense of course not of course it doesn't make sense like superhuman scent like smelling and it's in the same like we already talked about it's in the same category of like the nine-tailed fox being sealed inside a tiny baby (laughs) i no, i agree but I'm like, I'd never thought about that. I'm like, oh yeah, like Tangier has incredible sense of smell. It makes total sense for him to get down this mountain. But like, think like now that we talked to it, I'm like, oh wait, maybe that is a little bit more fantasy than I imagined. I'm like, oh yeah, like if you had a really good sense of smell, you could probably figure that out. But I'm like, we just watched the headless. We just watched the demon head just grow arms and turn into our favorite Pokemon. Like, I mean, like, do you really think there's that? Like, you can't make that joke without showing. We can't. We can't show the image, James. Well, well the, uh, I, I, he still looks very similar. You could, <laughs> yeah, they, they could paint the picture in their minds. Yeah, just yeah. Fair. If you bring up bring up a side by side of a nice little Geo dude and then the dude with the like the demon with the hatchet like stuck into the tree, you'll it's like it's side by side. It's great. Yeah. So, and we don't really learn any new elements of this world, do we? So, we don't get much more information about the Demon Slayer corpse in this one. We don't really learn too much about the demon. We are, it's finalized that um, they're vaporizing the sun. Um, I guess we do learn about, do we learn about the Nichiren sword in this one? We don't know. It's just a type of, special type of sword. That's it. Okay. A special type of sword. So, we do learn that there's only, just cutting off its head isn't enough, and that it has to be a sword. Which, any other elements? Which is weird, because he was like kill this thing with a rock and he was gonna let him do it but we know that it wouldn't kill him i mean well no i think they're making the argument that like if you i don't yeah what was that point i i i think i think the ultimate point was he wanted to see how decisive and quick the action he would be but still that would have been funny because he hits it and then he goes oh just kidding you can't kill it with a rock. <laughs> you idiot. can like smash him, <laughs> yeah, idiot. Yeah, but Dumb like, yeah, that's true. I guess I always word it off like, oh yeah, if you just smash it in enough, it can't regenerate. It, it but can. I guess that's not. It will because you can. Yeah, they said sunlight yeah. or the sword. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. But like, it was also. It was also. Now that we're talking through this, I realize how many of my like leaps in logic aren't true. <laughs> Andrew's just over there justifying everything. Great sense of smell. Totally makes sense demon with his head cut off and smashed into oblivion totally makes sense well no because it 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 does make sense when you think about it but then when he explains it you go wait no that's actually not true that's a lie (laughs) it was just a test i never realized it was i mean i knew part of it was a test if you could do it but it was more of a reaction not of if he had okay yeah rokodaki is a wise old man dude don't question him because because i think him stabbing it with with a knife super quickly that would have been like I don't want to say too clean because, like, stabbing stuff isn't clean. But, like, I think that would have been easy to do. So he wanted him to do something hard, like take a rock and crush it, which would have been repeated and it would have been brutal because I think that's what he says. He's like, I don't want to make him suffer like this. And so if he would have gone through and done something that might have been, like, bad, like, and made him suffer, but he did it because he was a demon, that he would have passed the test on that merit. 
But we do find... Right. We do, I like that logic a lot better. We do find out that Giyu is like all for Tanjiro being a Demon Slayer. He's like, this guy's great. Take him on. I believe in him. Not yeah, mentioned the family, mentions Nezuko. And yeah, do you think... Why do you think Urodakai is so quick to accept Nezuko? Because of the word of Giyu that like, yep... She protected him. She seems different, or it's, just that it's the mentor. he's wise. It, it's it's the mentor. The mentor can just he sees potential. The mentor will always see the potential. He also he also has like I'm like, it's not shown, but I'm sure it can be projected given how quickly he's able to approach Tanjiro without making any noise. The dude probably watched the entire engagement. Would not surprise me at all. So he knows Nezuko's. Not gonna. That's true. Not gonna kill Tanjiro. We, it's like you've been proven at that point. She doesn't feast on the corpses. She goes and hides in the corner and just like puts a little blanket on. And she's goddamn adorable. Like, like. So there's enough proof for, um, Urkodaki just to be like, all right, I'm not. I'm not gonna question this. Gio, give me his word. I seen some of it in my proof, and he clearly trusts Gio's word too. Like, like Gio's word means something to him, right? So. Even though Gio's like internally grateful because it's a, like he says it's a self-serving request, right? But um, yeah, yeah, I, th- that makes sense. Yeah, that obviously if he was there for Tenjiro about to stab it, he probably would have saw more and would have been able to see if Nezuko actually did turn and probably would have killed Nezuko in that moment if he did start eating the humans. So yeah, exactly. That's a good point too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's enough proof, right? Yeah. Anything else from this episode we want to dive into? Or are you feeling pretty good about where we're standing? Yeah. No, I'm good. All right, so this week's topic of the week, or this episode's topic, is going to be if you could be a demon, a demon slayer, or just an oblivious human, which would you be? I think this is a pretty obvious one. Who wouldn't want to be a demon slayer, a six-sword wielding badass? Easy, easy answer. I don't think that is going to be an easy answer for James. I, okay, so I was the one who suggested this topic. And I don't know why I put a normal human there. I don't know why. I don't know what. I figured Dylan would want to be like a government official or something like that. But uh, no, I think I'd pick a demon, man. I think I'd do it. Why? Because they live forever, man, and they don't need to sleep. I just gotta hide out at night. Yeah, but it's you like have my... to kill people. You have to kill people, innocent I, people. I mean, they don't have to be innocent. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I, so I would, I would pick demon, but I would actually be a sick vigilante demon that kills I'm only not, bad I'm people. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I can still, like, like, listen, dude, listen, I, I, all I'm saying is there's a lot of appealing criteria. You can't I have your have, cake and eat it too, dude. I can, I can. I don't have to worry about going out during the day, which I don't do anyways. I don't have to worry about sleeping or oh, I only got to eat people, which I mean, like, whatever, man, I usually eat meat enough as it is. This is, this is a no brainer, dude. All my limbs regenerate. I get a second body if my head gets cut off. As long as it's not by a special type of sword. There's two of me. That's sick. I do not want two of you. Holy shit. <laughs> I'd be a regular human. Oh, I'm there it is. To all of them. <laughs> there it is. Like, okay, I'm like, I go through, I'm like Demon Slayer. I'm like, that's pretty cool. But you literally get, I guess it's, it's hard understanding Demon Slayer. Like, you don't get breaks. Like, you just keep going on mission after mission after mission. You don't have regeneration properties. You're fighting unkillable like creatures like that just seems scary and i feel like i die very quickly with that i don't think i could kill people as a demon so i'd rather just like the chance of me getting eaten by a demon probably pretty low 
I mean, Tanjiro, 13 years old, didn't even know demons existed. Back in this time period, people probably lived to be 40. He's halfway there already without even knowing demons existed. So, at that point, I could be oblivious, live a happy life, marry a good girl, never get injured make, make, outside make of some housework. There's other jobs, too. I uh, know, honestly, people making charcoal would be sick, though. Why? I don't know, just like, Why? you're just making some fires all day, you're burning stuff down. That seems like a, a cool job. Like, you're in your backyard just, like, making charcoal. I could, yeah, I could have, like, a ramen shop. I mean, there's there's all kinds of, like, there's oblivious things I could have. That seems like a much better life than either one of those. But demon being a demon, if I had to pick between one of your two, I'd do a demon slayer. Oh, come on, Easy. dude. No, i do a demon slayer if I had to pick between one of that. But I'm like, if I could just be oblivious to all this, definitely just do that. I mean, we don't know what's outside of, like, there could be demons outside there right now. We're just oblivious to them. We have no idea. Isn't this a good life we live? Isn't it a good life we live? That's true. It is light outside. All right. See, look at that. We got the full spectrum. I thought, I didn't know if we could get the full spectrum. But, all right, Dylan, I'll hand it over to you for this episode's Tashio Secret, though. Here's a Tashio Secret, or Taisho Secret. The Japanese voiceover for Orokodaki is also another mentor, Naruto, Jiraiya. The pervy but sage himself. Yeah, very, I thought that was very cool. Like, I think it's very interesting because a lot of voiceovers, they do kind of sometimes line up in terms of the the trope of the character that they're playing. Mm. Like, well, it's very I, what, interesting. What I've noticed is that some voice actors will constantly take like the same, not the same role, but the same like type of role, like constantly playing a mentor, constantly playing the bad guy, constantly playing you know like the sidekick. Like, it, there's there's a reoccurring theme with some voice actors. So that like this is super cool, but it also doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean, I guess I listened to the. I don't think the dubs are the same. No, no, it's, this so, is the Japanese voiceover. So it didn't ring for me. So I'm just now watching the sub for the first time, but I've never watched the sub of Naruto, so I don't have that connection in my head. I can't hear the difference same with it. And it's still super cool, especially I'm watching through Naruto right now for the very first time and just going through a very big Jiraiya arc. It is very cool to kind of learn this little fact here that two really cool characters that I enjoy in both shows are the same voice actor, at least in the sub version. It's always super cool, but I do see some similarities to them, but I do like how they're, I, I wish they were knowing this now. Like I wish I was, there would have been like a super small reference somewhere in the show. Yeah. Well, they, they, they couldn't but, do that though, because like, no, they couldn't because of the I, manga. Well, no, no, because it happens the all the time anyways. After. Like, like voice, voiceovers for like, happens for, so, for anime yeah. is so small. I mean, like the, the, the pool of people. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone does every true. voice. I think Johnny yeah, Young, that's true. I think Johnny Young Bosch is, um, is is uh the what was the dude from the first episode, the demon slayer from the first episode? Oh, G- yeah. Gyu. I, I think I think he's in, voiced by Johnny Young Bosch, which Johnny Young Bosch is every like literally he voices everyone. Even in dubs, there's like ten big names yes. that do yeah. so many major names. So that is true. That yeah, if you did if you did references to everyone's characters, it'd take up entire scenes. I I will say like, that Jiraiya subbed sounds a lot less sleazy than Jiraiya dubbed. So I really? so this like these two line up a little more just with it only being the sub because Jiraiya Jiraiya dub is like the sleaziest old man in yes. existence. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. But with that, I think that wraps up most we want to talk about in this week's episode, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. So yeah, guys, well, 
uh, make sure to let your friends know about the uh, the podcast and all that good stuff. Uh, five star reviews mean a lot for podcasts just getting started up and everything like that. So for us on whatever pod- podcasting platform you listen to us on, hit us with that review. Be greatly appreciated. And make sure you check out popped.com and twitter.com slash popped underscore off for all the updates on this show and all the other stuff that we do. But that'll be all for this episode. We hope to see you next time. I'm